my gals and pals, game on! It's time for the Sports Gal Pal Podcast, where we help gals and their pals come together over sports. Don't hate the game, love the game, or at least find out why he loves it so much. Now your host, the Sports Gal Pal herself, Ramona Rice. Well, hey there, Gal Pal Nation. Welcome to another episode of the Sports Gal Pal Podcast, where I help you explain help to explain why the sports fans in your life like to scream at the TV during a game, especially when the Eagles are playing. I keep saying that every week, but it's true. Um, you can connect with me on Twitter at Sports Gal Pal and, of course, in SportsGalPal.com. And today for my What to Expect This Weekend episode, normally I have one of the guys from Next Fan Up. It's a great podcast here on Blog Talk Radio. You can listen to them on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Next Fan Up. But sadly, their Redskins super fan is like AWOL, though he shouldn't be because they're actually doing better than my Eagles. So instead, it's an upgrade for you guys today. No, it's not Mark. It's not the Eagles super fan because really, I don't want to talk about the Eagles too much. But it's my pal Janine. She is um, a personal friend, business colleague, all around awesome, awesome person, and unfortunately, a Redskin fan. So Janine, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ramona, and congratulations on your podcast. I, I'm just so excited for you, and I see that it's doing really well, so kudos. Yes, better than Chip Kelly's offense right now. Thank you very much. So I'm surprised you didn't open up with hail to the Redskins, because that's what normally Redskin fans do. Hail to the Redskins. Hail to us. I think we're awesome. We off on a note, and then we could get into, you know, some others, you know, you want to start off with pleasantries and then you go into, you know, some other things. So I want to first congratulate you. So let me do that. Okay. Yeah. You're way nicer than I am. And Janine, this is the thing. We've, we've known each other, what, a long time now. And um, right. so she knows how crazy and nutty I am. So the fact is, is that I find your fans very different because you're from New York. Yes, I am. Originally. And Originally, you became a Washington Redskins fan. Yes. So do you want to know how all that happened? Yes, I would. Okay. So my grandparents my, on my mother's side are originally from Norfolk, Virginia. And they were, for the most part, diehard Redskins fans. And my grandfather, who I was very, 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 very close to, was the one that really kind of sat me down and explained all of the nuances of football and really gave me an appreciation for the game. And so since he was a big Redskins fan, I became a big Redskins fan. So I was one of the lone Redskins fans in New York when I was growing up. So it just so happened that I ended up moving to the Washington, D.C. area. So it was just fantastic for me because I got to experience not one, but two Super Bowl wins. So I am a diehard Redskins fan, even though sometimes it's a little painful. Yeah, not so painful this season. I mean, because the rest of the NFC East is imploding with Dallas and all their injuries and Philadelphia and their, I don't even know what to call it because it's just nonsense at this point. The Giants are starting to seem like they're coming together. I, I don't get it, to be honest with you. I know. I don't get it. But, you know, the thing about the Giants is they will have a terrible season and then somehow make it into the postseason and win a Super Bowl. I don't know how yeah, it happens. That but that's, yeah, they've done it twice. I'm like, they've had a terrible season. How do you get to the Super Bowl, number one, and then you end up winning? So, but the Eagles, on the other hand, were kind of touted to be the team to win the NFC East at least and then go into 
you know, the playoffs. And I don't know what's going on. Do you think it has to do with, you know, the relationship they have with Chip Kelly? I know some of the former players have not been happy with him and have voiced that as they've gone to their other teams. But I don't know what's going on because clearly they have the talent on paper, but I'm not sure what's going on. What do you think? Two things. One is the off the O-line is not giving any of our running backs proper room to run. Actually, three things. Second thing is, is that the way they're lining up DeMarco Murray to like this weird slant thing, he's a downhill runner. Like, let the let the man run the way he needs to run. Just let him be him. Just stop trying to change him, Chip Kelly. The third thing, and this is baffling me more than anything, is our lack of kicking. <laughs> like, how hard is it to find an NFL quality kicker? Because this is now two games. You know, first Atlanta in the damn dome, the dome. You know, that was really painful when I had the Atlanta super fan on because he he was a season ticket holder. Anyway, he was there at that game, and he was like, "Yeah, it was pretty sweet that the, that we won because of the kick." I'm like, "Yeah, it wasn't fun watching." at all right. um and then right. this weekend it's the same thing i'm going kicks and they matter they're really important and i know that they backed us up a little bit but come on now granted it was super windy because you guys were also dealing with the nor'easter that we were dealing with and it was cold and rainy exactly. so it was going to be sloppy football anyway but just the eagles you know it, the frustrating thing is uh chip kelly said this on his press conference this week they have lost their games by a combined total of 15 points. So that's not a lot. So that's what's frustrating. We're not really getting blown out. We're just getting, you know, it's just it's just bad communication, stupid penalties and you know, okay, we're four games in now. Let, let's let's work this out. You know, I'd like to see us progressively get better and I'm not. That's what's frustrating to me. So, you know, I'm right. I'm hoping that you know, that they kind of get it together, but I'm starting to go, you know what? Maybe it's better we lose and we can get a draft pick again. Or I don't know. We may not even have any draft picks, depending on what kind of crazy deal he did. Right. And so, you know, for Redskins fans, you know, and I'm a season ticket holder as well, you know, we have very low expectations. So, (laughs) you know, we're so excited that we have two wins this early in the season. And, you know, our defenses look good except for our secondary, um, which I think at least two of the touchdowns on Sunday were as a result of our secondary breaking down. But moving on, um, you know, I think – we're just so excited to see some kind of progression and some kind of hope because it's just been year, decades of just terrible coaching choices, terrible, you know, we're, we're paying all of these huge salaries for these players that came here and did absolutely nothing. So the fact that we can see a glimmer of hope, you know, at this point in the season, and it's a long season, you know, is really good for us. Um, I was not at the game this this particular um, Sunday, but, you know, I could hear it because I live pretty close to FedEx Field. So, you know, just seeing the excitement on the fans' faces for a change, um, you know, getting to see the defense come together, at least the front seven. And that really, I think, was the key to our, our winning was that front seven. But for the front seven, I think we would have been looking at a, a whole different game. I agree. I agree. Um, it's going to be interesting. You know, we can transition now to what we're looking forward to this weekend. Obviously, Philadelphia is playing New Orleans, and New Orleans is an absolute hot mess. Now, they did just come off of a win against Dallas, which is always good when Dallas loses. Yes, Absolutely. I know you agree on that one. On, right? As long as Dallas is losing, we're happy. 
Yeah. Yeah, except when they come into Philadelphia. That was a painful, painful game. Um, but yeah, no. Um, so I'm kind of looking forward to seeing if we can do anything with a really bad defense. Please, dear right. God, someone. Can, can DeMarco just get like just some yards? Can we go through a right. quarter without getting negative yards, negative rushing yards? Every game, there's been at least one quarter where there's been negative rushing yards. And that's, honestly, that's that's that front five. Uh, you know, I really want Chip Kelly to spend some time this offseason getting some big dudes that can move people around and maybe Absolutely. not ones well, that are injury prone. Yeah. Yeah, I heard this interesting t- statistic. I don't know if you heard it. I think at this time last year, DeMarco Murray had like 300 rushing yards to like, <sighs> is he – 70s or 80s at this point at least he's that he was like in like 11 like for two games and then he was yeah no it's it's been bad he had more last time but you know and fantasy players who have him including myself are like what the heck just right ugh. you know it's just, it's just it's just not fun it's it's not fun to be a philadelphia eagles fan it's, it's just not so um so congratulations you- to you guys well done you know yeah Yay. well you HTTR, you know, see, I, I wasn't going to be, you know, too mean to you because I understand being in that, you know, that position because I've been in that position for so long. I'm just excited that my team is winning, but we're going up against Atlanta on Sunday. Yeah, good luck with that. Let's talk about that game for a minute. So Atlanta, can I tell you how amazing their running back Freeman is? Oh, ridiculous. Holy cow. Like, so I am very good friends. So the other podcast, I've told you about this, Next Fan Up. I am very good friends at this point with Tim, the Atlanta Falcons super fan. He's a super nice guy, super cool, except when the Falcons are playing the Eagles and then he becomes a real dweeb. Oh, well, they only played each other once and we're probably not going to go to the postseason, so it won't matter. Anyway, he was even saying... I, he goes, I'm completely shocked. Where did this kid come from? And I'm like, every year there's at least one surprise running back that explodes. And obviously it's Atlanta's turn. This kid is right. freaking phenomenal. Yeah, he really is phenomenal. And, and yeah, it's just, you know, the thing about running backs, as you know, is that their, their shelf life is not very long. Um, but this kid is making the best of his moment, his his 15 minutes of fame, however long that's going to be, I mean, he is killing it. But I always felt like Atlanta was always on the brink of greatness. I mean, Julio Jones, definitely. Roddy White, definitely. I, I just – there was just something that was keeping them from going to the next level. And I feel like whatever it is, whether it was the coaching change, whatever they needed to get done, they got it done. And now, you know, you you can see them based upon the numbers. I am so fearful of how we're going to handle Julio Jones with, you know, uh, a DB that is limping around and, you know, D'Angelo Hall's not out there. I I can't even imagine what's going to happen on Sunday when we have to go up against him. I can tell you what's going to happen. Julio Jones is going to um, say hail to Julio. That is what Julio Jones will do. Um, so it's gonna be good H-T-T-H. luck. HTTJ. <laughs> yes. Hail to the Julio. Um, because we should make that trending. God, Atlanta Falcons fans are going to be like, heck yeah. That even listens. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, Julio Jones is just a freak of nature. He's, I mean, he's probably the best wide receiver in the game right now. Absolutely. 
I would kill to yeah. have him on the Eagles, though Sam Bradford couldn't throw to him anyway. I don't want to talk about it. It's so painful. Um, you know, again, other games I'm looking forward to. I am looking forward to specifically after because we're recording this Tuesday night. This episode will come out on Thursday. Um, after the crazy Seahawks finish with Cam Chancellor, you know, kicking a ball or punching a ball or something, and it goes out, and it should have been this, and it should have been that. Wow. And these weren't even. These weren't even replacement refs. I mean, that's the thing. It's and it's the same end zone that the whole like fake Hail Mary happened. It's the exact same right. end zone. Right. It, so, it's just amazing. I don't know what we're going to do to have consistency with with refereeing. I guess we really can't because you're dealing with that human element. And as long as you have that human element, somebody's going to forget or not remember or they're going to look at a play that we clearly feel like was a foul and should have been Detroit's ball. They're going to say, no, it wasn't. It wasn't intentional. Even though he's running around like – you know, pointing that, hey, did you just see me punch the ball out of the end zone? Wasn't that cute? So, but he didn't see it as being a foul. Okay, I get it, I guess. I think what's going to happen, honestly, in the coming years, and it depends on the refs aren't going to like this, but they're going to have to start making some penalties reviewable, particularly when it's scoring like that in the red zone. I mean, so right. many games are so questionable about, you know, certain certain penalties and all. And I know that the refs don't want that, but at this point, I'd rather have accuracy in games. If we're already reviewing things like every scoring drive and every this and that, we can review p- specific penalties, especially that, because that's just, it, it's a joke, really. So, oh my God. but I'm looking I mean, forward was- to seeing, how, I'm going to look forward to seeing no. how they're going to react to the shorter week, honestly, because they're traveling to Cleveland and Cleveland, like they're looking great right now. Yeah, they really are. So not Cleveland, Cincinnati. It's Cincinnati, not Cleveland. Repeat that. No, it's who day. No. <laughs> it's the Bengals. They're playing the Bengals because the Ravens and Browns are right above them on my sheet. Ugh. Oh, so, yeah. I just don't care. Yeah, they're playing at one, yeah, so they're playing at Cincinnati. So they had the short week because they played on Monday, and we'll see. And that time change is always so fun for those West Coast teams. Right. But look how many – I mean, did you notice how many times that Russell was um, scrambling? I mean, he scrambles oh, anyway. They do the – but I thought it was, uh, like, a huge number of times that he was scrambling and they pressured him more so than normal. Did you kind of well, feel the same have- way or – I did. I thought part of that was honestly because, um, again, nothing the, the Seattle's doing is really new anymore. So I think teams are right. anticipating them a little bit better. And two, right. um, the other thing is that um, his number one offensive weapon, Marshawn Lynch, was not playing. So you take right. him out and that really limits Russell Wilson because they're not utilizing tight end Jimmy Graham more. That's just right. surprising. The amount of money that they spent to get him, and the supposedly he's you know Russell Wilson's BFF, and they go like on vacations together, and they pray, and they do all kinds of fun. I guess whatever boys do, um, but they're they're not connecting very well. Like I think Graham had one really good catch, but other than that, it it wasn't really like I'm just not seeing him being utilized fully the way maybe Drew Brees used him in New Orleans. Right, 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 right. So I mean, I I don't know. What do you think of their their chances of getting back? Um, to the Super Bowl? That's a good question. I mean, looking at that division, when I was doing previews earlier this season, um, I really thought the St. Louis Rams were going to do better in that division just because I really like their defense. I do like Jeff Fisher as a coach. But given the fact that we Arizona is playing, granted they did just lose, um, 
you know, if Carson Palmer stays healthy, I could see um, Arizona going to the postseason and maybe Seattle does enough to get a wild card. But it all depends. I mean, you know, it's they're lucky that San Francisco is imploding. St. Louis is still a really young team, so I don't know what they're going to do. So I think it all depends on what happens between Arizona and Seattle in that um, division. Right, 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 right. I, I, you know, I don't know. I think once you've gotten to, you know, that Super Bowl level, it's so hard to get back there. And I think some of that thirst, some of that hunger, some of that, hey, you know, we want to prove everybody wrong spirit that kind of fuels you goes away because it's like, well, we've done this before. So I don't see that hunger. I don't see, you know, and, and they did split the team up a little bit, but I don't see that hunger and that drive in Seattle. Like it was just a ferociousness on their defense two years ago or two seasons ago that I just don't see now. Plus, they were a big surprise. I mean, granted, they got into the NFC Championship game the year before when um, they played the 49ers and 49ers advanced to the Super Bowl. Um, but right. I still think people weren't sure about that defense. And honestly, the defense, I, they're banged up. They're still injured from last yeah. year. They're not full. They're not full. Cam just got back into the lineup. And yes, he's making a huge difference, but he still has some rust right. on him. I don't care what he was doing here in Norfolk um, to keep, right. keep toned. It's nothing like real game experience. So hey. we'll seed. I think that division's wide open. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Just like the NFC East, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I mean, I just, I could see a 6-6 six and six, um, team going, like, winning the NFC East. We've become the NFC South this year. Wow. You know what? That's a good point. We really have. We really just, have. So really, I mean, and honestly, Dallas would be doing so much better if they didn't have Romo and Dez injured. So. Exactly. And someone else just got injured um, the Sunday night, didn't they? Yeah, I just don't care. Um, I, I should care, but, but I don't because it's Dallas and I don't have to play them for a while. So really, it's just Dallas. Hey, so I it's guess okay. the question, not to, I, I know we got off of the Eagles real, a few minutes ago, but do you think that Chip Kelly is going to go the way of, of the Dolphins uh, coach? Are you mean no, um, I would be really, really upset if that happens because we've invested so much time and effort into him. Um, right. I like to see him do one full season, maybe another one after two seasons of this, then he needs to go. Um, you know, that or he might might be U- University of Virginia's next head football coach if they get rid of him this season. You never know. Um, and I'm right. not sure if I want that to be perfectly honest with you because right. just coaches, coaches be crazy. <laughs> Coach, Sorry. crazy. Here, I, I, you know, I just had one more question. I, my apologies. We can go. We can move forward. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can ask all the questions you want. That's cool. I mean, I'll right. talk about it. It's just, it's, I mean, at this point, it's just baffling to me because I'm going all the pieces and parts of there. We're only facing, right. I mean, injury-wise, we're not doing well. Bradford is still upright. That is always, though he looked a little gimpy, you know, coming off of a few of those tackles and sacks. I'm like, you know, that's the thing. When you when you get a quarterback effort, don't you think you need someone big and strong to protect the kid? Because, you know, he's, yeah. like, breakable. So, yeah. just. But Nick Foles isn't doing that great in St. Louis either. So, I just I just don't know. I just don't know. I know. But it's really when you get tweets in the middle of the game, they're like, just bring Sanchez out. I'm like, no, don't bring Sanchez out. Because if we bring Sanchez out, that means we, we have given up. <laughs> if Sanchez is out there, no, no more. Yeah. We've become then the what Texans, is- and they're a hot mess. Oh, 
What did you think about Nick Foles getting traded? I was really surprised. I wasn't. I wasn't. I thought, honestly, he was doing it to make moves for Mariota. But then I'm like, if you're going to make moves for Mariota, why in the world would you trade LaShawn McCoy for, you know, defensive end, you know, and whatever else they got in, in Buffalo, you know, because there are plenty of other teams that probably would have taken LaShawn McCoy, particularly the, uh, the Titans, if you really want a Mariota. So uh, to be honest with you, Chip Kelly, he's kind of like the wonderful Wizard of Oz. He mm-hmm. he has like this grandiose kind of like oh it's Chip Kelly but now that we're starting to see behind the curtain it's not looking too hot like it just feels like everything's right. put together with paper and glue so I don't know right 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 but we will see we will see so what other matchups are you looking forward to you think the Patriots are going to like annihilate the Cowboys I kind of hope so and I kind of don't because I don't really like either team. Um, right. you know, and I feel like Tom Brady's owed it, owed it lost now. It's like, okay, you got your revenge on, you know, um, that, or, you know, it's going to be really funny that he's going to win this game. Like, so he wins, wins his first four. And then the game that he was supposed to come back for, which is the week next week, which is the Colts. He'll lose that yes. game. That would be so freaking funny. <laughs> right, 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 right. Be- but Andrew Luck is just like. What's going on? He was a wonder boy. I mean, last the end of last season, they were talking about how he's a shoe-in to the Hall of Fame. And I'm like, after three years, you're talking about the Hall of Fame with Andrew Luck. Okay. I don't quite get it, but okay. And then you look at their division. I'm like, well, they're in one of the, the weakest divisions in the NFL. And, you know, now he's just kind of non-existent as far as this season, as far as the season has gone so far. And I mean, I know we're only in the first, what, quarter of it, so. Well, he's injured. I don't know. Um, so they found out he had shoulder separation, so that affects a lot of things. So of we'll see. I mean, they play the Texans on Thursday. They're the Thursday night matchup, so that should be loads of fun. So yay, because it's been weird. Like the last couple of weeks, the Thursday night games have been way more entertaining than the Sunday night games. Like Sunday night so- game today, this week, is 49ers and Giants. I'm like, who wants to watch that? Right, I know. It's like, why? I mean, Kaepernick is just like, wow. Talk about a team that has been decimated. And it was just such a mass exodus of people leaving the 49ers, including the coach. (laughs) It's like when he left, it was just like, yeah, we're going too. And, you know, I think when I see Kaepernick, I think they're still doing read option with him. And he... It's just not working. It's just not working. No, it's I not. mean, the read option, everybody gets it now. The defenses are ready for it. You need to move on. Because <laughs> it's just not what it used to be. You know, like two or three years ago, it was a surprise. Now it's not anymore. So you, everybody at this point is looking for running backs. They're working on the running game. And then they're passing somewhat. But the majority of it is the running game. Agreed. Or they're using that tight end, like a three tight end spot. You know, like, again, that's another thing. You guys lost Jason Reed, you know, and that's huge because he was great. The thing about Reed is that, you know, he's just fragile. Every season that he's been playing, it's always been a concussion or a knee or something. So it's kind of like when he plays, he plays so well, but you're always holding your breath because you're like, oh, my God, is this the play where he's going to get hurt? Well, lo and behold, what happened last game? He not only has a concussion, but I think he has an MCL sprain. 
I don't think it was a tear. I think it's a... So here we go again. So now we have to go through the concussion protocol. We don't know how long he's going to be out. You know, so that's, that's a huge piece of our puzzle that's going to be missing in light of the fact that we lost Niles Paul, like, the first game of the season, you know, who was going to be the other tight end. So now it's like, okay, let's do some some, you know, call up from the practice team and now we're going to, you know, get someone else and someone else that's out there that's just been hanging out, not even playing on the team. We're going to go and we're going to pull them in because we're, now we need tight end help. It's, it's just so crazy. Well, again, and, and good luck against the Falcons. Good, that's all I got to say. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. All right. So, um, college football, there's a lot of good matchups this weekend. Um, a couple ones that I am looking forward to. Um, one I am looking forward to Friday night is, um, North Carolina State versus Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech is, of course, um, has injury problems, has Beamer problems. It makes me very happy. I'm a small, petty person, um, because I find so much glee in their, their suffering and misery. But they've been, you know, coasting on their early 2000, you know, hey, we were almost national championships. Well, almost is great if you are a hand grenade. Um, You know, how's that empty trophy case? Virginia has 23 national championships. Is there someone Hmm? in particular sending all this venom towards that you and I know? Oh, no, Michelle's fine. So, okay, uh, we'll clarify. So, and we'll give Michelle a great shout out because she is awesome. So, Janae and I are actually in, we are in a um, women's mastermind group for women entrepreneurs because we are rock stars. And our fearless Absolutely. leader, Michelle Pippen, um, you can find her at um, Women Who Wow. If you Google it, you will find her. She is ridiculously phenomenal. Um, but unfortunately, she graduated from the uh, Virginia Tech. And I look past that um, because I do love her very, very much. Um, but oftentimes during <laughs> mastermind sessions, she'll like throw like a UVA comment out. I'm like, I didn't even bring it up. So, you know, and I would like to also mention that our good friend Cheryl Tan, who's fabulous, went to, and also part of our mastermind, went to UVA. So Michelle has two Wahoos and only one Hokey. So, you know, right. yes. Right, right. So who does UVA play? Let's see, coming up. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. We play at Pittsburgh. Oh. We will be losing okay. to Pittsburgh. Yes. No, I'm fully aware of UVA status. Oh, it's bad. Oh, it's bad. Wow. Pitt? Yeah, no. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Not again, then. it just no, no. Um, Pittsburgh. Okay. Wow. Okay. It, it's just gonna be bad. Um, other fun games because again, I like other people suffering. Ohio State. Uh, Maryland goes to Ohio State. <laughs> Yay! Oh yeah. Good luck, Terrapins. <laughs> you wanted to be in the Big Ten. Welcome to the Big Boy Big Ten schedule. Because Michigan came to your house and whoop your butt. It was really fun to watch. Because again, right, I'm an I'm awful saying- mean person. Who was the alumni that made that suggestion? Because really? <laughs> the big it was 10? the Under Armour guy, probably. Yeah, no, they needed money. That's the honest reason. Scott Van Pelt from ESPN and I got into a Twitter battle about it one night. The last time um, Maryland played at Virginia, the last year they were in the ACC in basketball, we were all on there, like, and the kids were chanting ACC, ACC, because they were about to leave. And Scott said something, he tweeted something like, well, if you guys were offered the money, we were, we, we, you would have gone too. And we're all like, nope. And I was pointed out to him, I was like, we built an entire arena, the largest arena in the state of Virginia with cash from a donor, wow. one donor. So trust wow. me, we don't need the money. In fact, I kind of wish we needed money because then football would be a bigger priority. Right, 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 right. Have you seen, what do you think about Baylor's going up against Kansas? 
Um, I think Baylor will be fine. Baylor will be fine. Baylor's yeah. looking really yeah. good. I mean, I don't like Baylor personally just because I, I did not like the way they handled that rape situation this summer. Right. Um, I thought that was ludicrous. Um, another good right. one that should be very good. Northwestern comes to Michigan. Northwestern proves that smart kids can play football and can have successful Absolutely. football programs. Absolutely. All right. Okay. So they're 13 and Michigan is 18. That should be a very good game. You're right. That should be a very good and game. If, another Big Ten battle. Right. What about the Crimson Tide? So they're going up against Arkansas? Yeah, they, if they, they should roll right on Arkansas. Arkansas is a hot, hot, hot mess. Arkansas lost to Texas Tech earlier this season. Um, right. Their coach is a mess. They, they are a hot mess. Another good one to watch if you like ACC football, Georgia Tech goes to Clemson. Clemson, of course, is coming off that huge win against Notre Dame. Georgia Tech with that crazy triple option. You know, people are really hoping, yeah. uh, especially their fans, were hoping that they this would be the year that they would take the Coastal. And they still could. Um, but I just think Clemson is a national championship contender. And right. I think Clemson's going to roll over them. And then also another one, Pac-12 matchup, um, California versus Utah. Utah's kind of like the oh, surprise. Okay baby of the Pac-10, and California's ranked. Um, so Golden Bears, another group of smart children that can play football. Virginia, please right. take notice and fix it. Love the <laughs> alumni. Absolutely. Stars what do you think about LSU and this, this, uh, oh, this high Fournette? Trophy. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Everyone's so talking the, about. Oh, no, I have one guy in particular. So on Next Fan Up, which is kind of like, I guess my, my partner podcast at this point, at least for football, um, they the Giants super fan is starting to do the hashtag reset for Fournette so that he oh. wants the Giants to be bad enough, just bad enough so they can get Fournette in a couple of years. And I'm like, what are you going to do with him? He goes, we're just going to hand him the ball and he's going to run over everybody. He and I actually got into a huge argument on Twitter. Well, not huge because he's actually kind of nice and calm, unlike some of the other super fans. But he, I, I mentioned that I think Ezekiel Elliott from Ohio State is actually a better quality running back, you know, and he's just ridiculous. And he did not agree with me. So he comes on next week as a preview for his um, appearance um, when when Philly takes on the Giants. So I will get into that okay. with him. But Fournette is ridiculous. I mean, he literally okay. leaped over a standing man, a standing man, and he's only what like nineteen, so he's still growing. It's scary. I know. I know. It, it's really scary. And I guess the part of me is is scared because you know everyone's like he should come out, he should come out, and I'm like, <sighs> you know. I understand coming out because of the financial part or thinking that, oh, my God, I could, you know, get injured between now and when I'm a senior. But there's just a maturity that I think goes on between, you know, your freshman to your senior year that they really need prior to jumping into the NFL because the NFL is no joke. And it's not, you know, the same – the locker rooms are not the same, you know, the whole decorum in the locker room is not the same. And a lot of guys are just not ready for that. And and they're not ready, you know, they're not conditioned for the NFL either. And it just, just concerns me. That, that's just my, it's, my little. It's like um, looking at the Geno Smith situation. He should have stayed one more year at West Virginia, in my opinion. I um, mean, he probably got out when he needed to from financial reasons. But look at the nonsense that he put the through, even though the Jets fans are probably going, we like Fitzpatrick, he's winning, so and they're not changing things. So that may have actually been a blessing in disguise, but 
I mean, when you're sucker punched for what, $600 for NFL players, $600 is nothing to an NFL player. That's like $10 for you and me. So that's just crazy. And it's just a lack yes. of maturity in that locker room. And that's the thing, you know, NFL locker rooms are different than college locker rooms. Where college locker rooms, you know, the coordinators and, the, and all the coaches are really in everybody's business. And I think that's why Jim Harbaugh didn't do well. And I think that's why Chip Kelly honestly struggles with certain players because they're so used to that college where I get to control everything. And in NFL, I've heard and I've read things. Obviously, I've never been in an NFL locker room. That'd be I don't know if I'd want to go or not. That'd be a whole different experience. Hmm. Yeah. Depends on which locker room it is and who I get to see in various states of undress, like JJ Watt. Okay, right. I said it. Um, yes. Um, or you and your Deshaun Jackson, like love. Who I like? Oh my I, god! Do I know he needs to stop with the reality shows. Yeah, that's your that's your boo right there. I, I trust me. I know about you and Djax. I know, I know. But then you know, now he has the girlfriend that's pregnant. So I, I'm looking at him a little different. I'm looking at him side eye. He didn't wait for me. Well, no, he did not. Just, just, nope. just terrible. Nope. Um, but yeah, no. But in the locker rooms, the the coordinators, the coaches rarely go in there, and they're not involved. So that's why you get situations like in Miami and the bullying thing and all that stuff. I mean, it's very self regulated. So you know, and there's a lot of downtime where you know in college, you know, they're filled with books and study halls. They keep the, they try to keep the kids busy to keep them from doing stupid things. It doesn't always work, but they try. But right. the NFL, they don't do that. I mean, that show ballers. I think it's pretty accurate with the nonsense that these players do, you know? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I love that show. Yeah, I try not yeah, to that, miss it. No, that, that, that was a good show. I think that should be on more often. But, yeah, no. So, lots of good college games going on. So, sorry, Galpa Nation. If you are a person that really doesn't want to watch a lot of football, because there's a ton of good football on this weekend. And then, not only that, but it's postseason baseball time. Yay! Because we oh got, I mean... Like right now, as of right now, I'm sorry, the bottom of the fourth, um, at least, hold on, let me refresh it, make sure I've got it right. Let's see, where are we right now? Uh, bottom of the sixth, Astros are up 2 nothing to the Yankees. Ooh, I know, I'm, I'm a little sick. I'm a big Yankees fan, so. You guys weren't even supposed know. to be in. You guys weren't even supposed to be in this year. This is blessing. Just, just take what you get. You know, this is the first postseason with that Derek Jeter in 20 years. And the first postseason with that any type sign of Yogi Berra in like a century. Right. You're right. But, oh, God. Yeah. So I am still going to, uh, still going to uh, root for them and hope that we can get something going and, uh, you know, maybe pull this one out. Yeah, I do too. I think I like the Yankees because, again, I have no ill will towards other teams. I'm agnostic when it comes to baseball. Like, I grew up kind of a Yankees fan, but not really. I just like Derek Jeter. Um, and even that kind of waned after a while. So I'm just, I'm agnostic. My dad is a Mets fan, so he's super excited the Mets are in the postseason. So, and I'm kind of pulling for the Cubs a little bit just because it's the Cubs and they're kind of owed one. But at the same time, are they really owed one? I don't know. So lots of good storylines. And you know what I like baseball the most is that I feel like baseball more than any other sport with the exception of maybe like Olympics leads to the best narratives. And that's why the best sports movies are often baseball movies because there is so much history and stuff. And, you know, I can't follow a team for the full season of baseball. That's just too many games and too crazy. And the ones that do that, like the guys on Ivy Envy, that's a great Cubs podcast. Corey Finneran's been a guest on my show. God bless them because that's a lot of pitches to talk about. But now, you know, now it gets really interesting. Now every pitch, every at-bat counts. It really matters. So 
if you have baseball lovers in your life, pretty much your weekends, you know, your your the next like month is going to be baseball, baseball, baseball. Like, literally, waddle wall baseball. I'm looking at it. There's a baseball game on every day through October, pretty much. Right, 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 right. This is you know where. For Reggie Jackson, Mr. October, this is the great stuff. This is, you know, this is the important stuff right here. I mean, so, yeah, I'm really excited. I know we weren't expected to be here. We're here. But, you know, as a deep down Yankees fan, I still want us to, to move past, you know, this, this wild card game. So I just need something to happen. I need the I think Yankees another fan Subway to series would be great. I think another Subway series would be awesome. That was 2000 was the last time we got one of those. Yes. It's so convenient for baseball and New York. New York's a great baseball town. The only way I would have been happier if there had been a Beltway series, like between Baltimore and the Nationals. But the Nationals are a hot mess. Baltimore, like, they just kind of collapsed this year. Yeah, they really are. Fighting in in the dugout. The the manager is clueless. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, he's gone now, you know. Yeah, he's gone. So they clean house. And a a lot of the other coaches as well so yeah it's going to be wholesale changes in washington dc in the nation's capital yeah that's good for them um speaking of coach firing we, we will be remiss if we do not mention the dolphins and their firing of their coach like they, I, did he even get into like you know u.s airspace before they let the poor guy know that he oh, wasn't going no. to be coaching anymore they they were like when when they were televising the game you know in London they were talking about it, they're like if they don't do something major he's gone so it you know yeah before he even left Heathrow they, they were like yeah he did he gone. have to get his own plane ticket home like was he even allowed to ride on the team plane going back oh I know I know and I don't know if you remember but Coach Philbin was with Green Bay and remember right before he took over coaching with the Dolphins his son had died or, or tragically or something like that. And it was just like such a heartfelt, you know, story. And then he went to the Dolphins and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, they're going to rally around a new coach and things are going to be great and better. And then it just didn't work out. And, I mean, and yeah. they got Sue. So Sue was supposed to be like the defense. And when they played us, it was just like I forgot that he was even playing. People had to remind me that he was playing. That's how bad it was. I couldn't even see him. He did nothing significant the entire game. That's really telling because he is really a dominant force. And, of course, everybody's like claiming now that he was stepping on Fitzpatrick's head or kicking off his helmet. I'm just right. like, really, just just he's being punished enough by being on the Dolphins right now. That's punishment right. enough. So, right. I Right. And you know who, what kind of player he is, you know, protect your quarterback better. You know, I, I don't know. But yeah, I just uh, for me, anytime I feel really bad about the Eagle season, I think about the Dolphins and I immediately feel better because I'm like, OK, yes, <laughs> we could be that. But then we basically are um, just I don't know. It's just, it's just a wacky season. Like teams that you thought were going to do really well, like the Ravens are struggling. Um, the Colts are struggling. Even the the Seahawks were struggling for a hot minute. Right, right, right. So you don't know. It's interesting. You know, at this point, I think not that we have, you know, the teams are so equally matched. I wouldn't say that. I mean, some teams are definitely more dominant. But, you know, the predictions in the beginning of the season mean absolutely nothing. Because between injuries and just things happen and sometimes, you know, new teams don't click, 
you know, and it, or it takes time for the team to click. You just really can't predict who's going to be there, you know, for the Super Bowl. So, you know, I, I kind of take predictions with a grain of salt, particularly now because teams just don't – they're not consistent. They're not they, – there's not like, you know, the 49ers that were dominant for, you know, their period of time. It's not the Steelers, you know, reign when they were dominant, you know, I have to bring up the Cowboys when they were dominant or, you know, when the Redskins had their run, you just don't see that anymore. No, I I just want Philly to have one enough run to just get one because, you know, we're the only one in the NFC that doesn't have one. And it's, you know, sad. I know. I'm going to bring that up. No, it's okay. (laughs) I brought it up for you. Just miserable anyway. Anyway, it's my pal Janine. So just to prove you gals and pals, girls talk about football just like boys do. And I think do. a little bit better because we do. Yeah. So I keep, I got um, an email. I will not be reading the person's name, but he once claimed, this is early in my podcast. He claimed that, so I have a great producer and a mentor, Pod Vader, who um, is head of Blog Talk Radio's content and also um, used to be um, head of podcasting at ESPN. And I've had a few men, and they've been since banished from Galpination, that claim that Pod Vader was feeding me all of my talking points. And I'm like, trust me, he's not, because I oh. disagree with him a lot. Yeah. And I'm like, um, yeah. And I'm like, guys, I can read Bleacher Report too. It's not exclusive exactly. if you have a penis or not. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, women rock and we like football and we can discuss it and we know the nuances and all of that, just like you guys do. So watch out. If you look at all of the NFL, a lot of the advertising is geared towards women. So watch out, guys. Yeah. It is because of women that the NFL ratings have increased. If it weren't for women, ratings would be flat for the NFL. And trust me, Roger Goodell and those executives know exactly. Because guess why? Everything is pink right now. Breast cancer awareness hey. is an important issue for both men and women, but it's a women's issue. Exactly. Exactly. So, yep. So, women rock. Ramona rocks. Sports gal pal rocks. So, Yeah. And we don't have to feed off of anyone else to get our information. We're smart enough, intelligent enough to get it on our own. And we look good when we do it. It's true. It's true. We do. We do. All right, Janine, I want to thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. And again, if you want to connect with me or any of my guests, you can go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash sportsgalpal. Of course, follow me on Twitter at sportsgalpal. I am often tweeting during games so you can see my misery live and in person. Um, and I do comment back. So I've had several of Galpal Nation, you guys, to reach out and ask me various questions or comments and things like that. Thank you so much. And Janine, thanks for coming on to the podcast. Thank you. I absolutely enjoyed it. You're doing a great job, as I said before, and hail to the Redskins. Ugh, so gross. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Sports Gal Pal podcast. And be sure to check out sportsgalpal.com.